So, Alison, if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you to start because um, the idea for this room actually came from what you said last week. For those of you who don't know, Alison is an amazing personal stylist and has years of experience. And I love your brand name, by the way, Alison. Yes. Well, I've got a big milestone birthday on the horizon, so I'm proud of my years. Yes, and as you should be, years equals experience, <laughs> and you do really amazing things. And what you've been saying last week was about what that there'd been a shift in thinking about who your client was, who you want to work with. And I think that's something that is really important, and people need to understand. Like, we all want to help everyone, but if our content's not tailored to help a specific person, then we're not going to be getting the clients or the results that we want. And then that can then knock our confidence because we're not getting, yeah, not getting the results we want. So what I wanted to ask you was what gave you the shift to think about who you wanted to work with? What gave you the confidence to do that? And what direction is your content now going in? Okay, well, what gave me the shift is um, a good example of the power of niching because I've actually worked with the same business coach for the last 10 years. You know, we've been through a decade of learning together and I actually decided to work with somebody new. And I was attracted to this particular mentor slash coach because she talked straight into my problem. And my problem was that although I'm very experienced in business, I sold my property business of 16 years um in 2020 and said hello to this whole new world of um personal styling as an industry and as me completely changing my career and i just wanted to help any woman who was struggling with how she felt and looked in clothes and i was also quite new on the social media scene you know um so i was just sort of like thrashing it out there on content uh, put really I guess hoping I would um, attract clients but also just being on a bit of a discovery journey myself so but in the back of my mind I did have that mind gremlin saying hmm okay we're coming up for a year now in this business Alison as you know you've not exactly got clients um, <laughs> queuing up to see you um, what what is it I'm doing? And obviously this um, coach who is a an actual coach for personal stylists who want to grow their business. So as I say, she some of her content was talking to me on a deep level, on a like heart to heart. The connection was undeniable. And that's why I decided to try what it was like working with her and so i've been with her just a month and i've already niched out in finite detail the woman that i want to help and i'm not but i've got over now the fact that i'm not helping everybody anymore um because i really really feel passionately about helping women who really were where i was 10 years ago and that is They're going through uh, some sort of high conflict, tumultuous divorce process. They're heartbroken. They're lost. They're feeling unheard, unseen, worried about the future. And personal style will be just one of the modules that I use as a tool to help them see who they really are at that moment. And then I'm going to build a program that actually takes them through in a very... um, in a very careful, in a very kind, but in a very impacting way through what is really a very brutal process of, you know, divorcing and untangling your life from someone who you've realized you don't want to be with anymore. So there's, that's what prompted me to change. I like that a lot. Um, you'll you'll be able to help a lot of people with that, and it's a really good example of that person speaking to their audience, which is exactly what we all need to be doing. So it's good that you found the person that's been able to help you, um, and then really, you know, sp- speak to who it is that you really want to help. Because I've you know I've had some clients, and I think like oh I, I love helping you, and then 
others maybe not so much. And I know, I'm sure we've probably all been there with certain things and we think, okay, so who is, who is it that I really enjoy working with? And if you're getting enjoyment out of that, that's going to make a huge difference to the results they get as well, don't you think? Absolutely. And I think it also comes down to where I am in my, um, in my life, um, approaching 50. I, I do want to design how I spend my time. Um, I don't want to just trade time for money and fall into the trap that probably a lot of newly trained personal stylists do, which is offering the same color services, body shape analysis, you know, uh, style personality. I, I knew I had a whole heap of other skills and life experience that really would benefit this particular audience. And so um, confidence with your content, it, it starts with knowing who you want to help in, in great detail. Um, and then I'm sure we'll get onto as the conversation opens up about being confident yourself in, you know, your, your own visibility, the things you stand for, the things that you advocate and being unashamed about that. Oh, goodness, yes. <laughs> <laughs> when I stopped caring if other people were going to be offended by what I put out, I became so much happier and so much more confident with putting things out. I found my people. Hmm. And that makes it that, you know, that helped to increase my confidence, which then ultimately has managed to help other people, which is what's helping my world go round. So you bring about a really great point there. Thank you very much. Um, You're welcome. So do you want to give yourself a little plug and an extra little plug on what you're going to be doing in terms of putting your content out and what's pushing you to have the confidence to do that yourself? Yeah, so I am actually building at the moment um, a 90-day program for women who are stuck really in the, I'm going to call it emotional sludge of um, a conflict divorce. So yeah, if anybody is in that place right now in the room um i know we've got michelle listening i don't know anything about michelle but yeah or if any of the others know anybody that is in that process at the moment and um you know the thing about it is when you go through divorce is you start to feel like you're a little bit of a burden on maybe your happily married friends um you know, and especially if you're a leader in business, you know, you've still got a professional face to put on. And so it can be a really isolating time of life. And obviously, every time you pick up the phone to your lawyer, the clock is ticking at 200, 350 pound an hour. So um, yeah, I'm going to be that person that guides you through the process and gives you strategies and tools to get through it and discover your truest, most empowered self from it. Uh, because I'm a living, breathing example of it actually almost being the making of me. It was the toughest thing I'd ever done, but I came out the other side and I'm like in a completely different mindset, uh, really vibrant, really living life to the full now. And so I look back now and see that, although it was hard because I didn't really feel I had a lot of support, um, I have done 10 years of work from that. And so, um, yeah, I just uh, I just really want to um, instill that in other women who are going through it. So, yeah, that's my plug. Um, obviously, my company name is Years of Style, but that is a business that I'm still building with other revenue streams. But the actual personal coaching program that I'm working on, um you know that will have its own landing page and stuff it's not built yet but yeah i'm uh, starting to sow the seeds if you like and um hope to launch sometime in june with that how exciting yay yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and i'm sure with everything that you're doing and everything you're putting into it it's going to be absolutely incredible so Thank you for sharing that with us. And I look forward to seeing it progress as well. Like, I like, you know me, I like to see people succeed. Well, the entrepreneur in me, Natalie, is already building it out into 
phase two, which includes an overseas retreat, you know, so, but I've got to take it one step at a time. And um, there will be a retreat element in it in that because I have um, an Airbnb, a luxury Airbnb in Harrogate, that will be a bonus for those that decide, you know, when the doors are open, yes, this is for me. So nice little two night break on your own to just have some chill time is going to be one of the one of the add-ons but yeah <laughs> i love it that's a, that, I, I love a good bonus like that that's really good uh where have i gone um excellent cool so i'm going to do pin the tail on the donkey um and throw my ringer finger around um to see who would like to answer my questions next so i'm literally going to close my eyes and i'm going to david are you there Yep. Hello. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. How are you? Very well. Thanks. Very well indeed. Um, so, um, obviously, I'm I'm very excited today because I think lots of people need to have more confidence with their content. There's many of us that have podcasts. You have a podcast too. Um, what gives you confidence in putting the content together for your podcast? That's what I'd like to ask you. <laughs> okay. Cool. So there's um, so my podcast is called People with Purpose, and uh, so the first, the first thing, there's probably three things. One, the first thing is uh, make sure it's something that you're passionate. You've disappeared. Are you there? Has your signal dropped? You're off, you're on, on and on and off again. Oh no, we've lost David. Excitement. Oh, is this me or is it you? Can anybody else? Is anybody else hearing David? No, David's no, definitely, David's dropping, definitely out. dropping out. I'm okay. Excitement. David, come back to us. Am I dropping out? Am I? Let me try. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> let me try. Let me try and sit somewhere else. <laughs> So, what did um, you hear? That your podcast is called "People with Purpose." Oh, that was it. Is that it? <laughs> oh dear. Well, so can you hear me now? Yes. Although it does say you're on mute, okay. but I can hear you. How, how weird is that? How very um, strange. Anyway, so yeah, so the, so the podcast is called "People with Purpose." So there, I have three things to say about this. So the first one was uh, pick something you're passionate about. Did you hear that? Actually, I did get that bit. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, good. So, 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 because passion helps, because uh, you you get the excitement, you get that natural drive. It's something you're passionate about. Um, then, um, then that is gonna that is gonna help you with a bit more courage, because you're gonna be nervous about putting yourself out there. Uh, but nervousness and excitement are kind of two ends of the same. Uh, spectrum of energy so uh, so just rather than call it nerves call it excitement and be excited about it so pick something that you're passionate about that's the first thing um, and then the second thing is um, is, is to, to really think about um, similar to what Alison said really which is who's who's the person that you're that you're here to serve who's the person you're trying to help because it's it's very very hard to be um, to be nervous about something when you're right in the middle of an act of service for somebody else. So if, you're, if your energy is focused on another person and helping them, even if that's kind of you know virtually through putting content on social media, or if you're standing and talking in front of lots of people, um, if you've got one person in mind that you really wanna serve, then, then that will, help you a lot because like i say if you're if you're serving somebody it's difficult to um to, to feel nervous when you're right in the middle of an active service so that's the second thing so passion is the first thing service is the second thing and then the third thing uh, is that it's a game so if in your uh if in your your head it's, it's quite easy to to take yourself really seriously and because you're concerned about what you're doing and it's really important to you uh, to to make it a really big really big deal and it is a big deal but if it's a game then a game comes with 
yeah, winning and losing, but also a game comes with fun. A game comes with uh, people to to play with, um, and um, and a game comes with a um, with a prize. It comes with a kind of a a trophy or an outcome or whatever it is. So if you can look on it as a as a game rather than looking on it as work and that's just a decision that you make in your in your mind um so this is a game and i'm playing a game today and my game is x y and z empowering women or helping people find their purpose and putting a plan in place or helping people to feel confident or helping people to get on the property ladder whatever it is it's a game and that can really help you to be more uh, confident and more free with the sort of stuff that you're putting out there. Uh, the other benefit of having a particular person uh, in mind that you're looking to serve is that you can tailor your content around what that person needs to hear. So they're, they're, they're the three things really. One is passion. Two is an act of service. It's very hard to feel nervous if you're right in the middle of an act of service. And then three is uh, it's a game. Don't take yourself too seriously. And that's my three points yes don't take yourself too seriously some people get so wrapped up in everything being perfect don't they that they they don't they procrastinate they stop stop putting things out i think your your points there are really really great points that um i like the i like them excellent that's good i'm glad i'm glad you're able to hear them <laughs> Uh, so, but I mean, cause, yes, I'm, cause, glad, I'm glad too. I don't know why that went all strange. Now, now you're apparently off mute, but you were on mute apparently the whole time you were talking. So, oh, well, um, there you go. See, there you go. I'm living in a cosmic parallel universe. Well, <laughs> there's definitely <laughs> a few of them out there, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> but I think all those three things all really helped me personally because I'm a massive people pleaser. I mean, my natural, if I look at my natural drivers, pleasing others is a big one for me. And that can sometimes lead you very naturally into um, yeah, taking, taking, it, taking yourself too seriously or potentially being hurt or when other people don't get it or, um, or don't want the help that you want to give them or whatever it might be. So, so yeah, so those three things really helped me personally. So um, I've, um, I've had to kind of, you know, take the deep breath before putting stuff on social media, before doing lives, uh, before coming into clubhouse rooms and talking and all that sort of stuff. And you just, you just got to do it. You just got to start doing it. And if something works, then great. Do it again. If it doesn't work, then try a slightly different tack. Yeah, definitely. I like your thinking of it as a game in the terms of, I like to think of things as a test. And if something doesn't work, it's okay because you have to try things out in order to know if it's going to work or not. And if you if you do that, you take the pressure off yourself for every for the need for everything to be perfect or that everything's going to work. And it excuse me, it allows you to make the mistakes and you know do do the analytics on things. And I think that's a an important thing to remember as well. It doesn't have to be perfect. Nothing in the world is perfect anyway. Or it's as all as perfect as it's supposed to be, like imperfectly perfect, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah roughly yeah. right. Roughly right's better than perfectly wrong. Yes. Roughly right. That's a new phrase. I love that. Roughly right. I like that too. Mm. Roughly right. Not... I think there's real um, credence in, uh, like, I'm not saying don't have a goal, don't have a you know, an aim, that obviously matters, but being open about the outcome. Because I found sometimes, you know, I think my content is going to deliver a certain outcome, <laughs> but then it hasn't actually. But instead, it's given me new ideas for more creative content. So the thing about um, treating it as almost like when we're when we're children and we play games you know because i've got a thing in my mind now about playing games but with very serious topics um that's a bit of a wrestle but in terms of the the sort of let, letting it go holding things loosely being kind of free with uh your own self-expectation i think that's what i like about what david said Yeah, I t totally agree with all that. 
and uh, and yeah, there is there is no such thing as as perfect because because again, if you've got if you've got an audience or trying to build an audience, one thing is going to resonate with with somebody more than anybody else, and then and then there's going to be lots of people that stuff's not going to resonate with as well. I mean, I I got a one star review on my on my podcast recently. And uh, I, I, initially, I thought, "Oh man, that's that's a disaster. How can how can somebody give a one star review?" But they didn't even give any comments or or whatever. So I got nothing to go on. I don't even know if it was a mistake. But but that that is going to be some content for me now, because because so I, I'm going to do a podcast episode on on reviews and one star <laughs> reviews. And how if you're going to leave somebody a one star review, Brilliant. tell them why because it's feedback, isn't it? And if 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 you, we all need feedback to help us to improve or to be more relevant or or whatever, when we just think I'm an idiot, then that's that's fine. But you know, if you're going to give leave a one star review, make it worth doing by giving that person some feedback to actually help them out. So so even that kind of failure, if you like of a one star review is actually going to is actually triggered me now to do some more content which is hopefully going to help somebody else so um so there you go that's uh, so there you go yeah so that's, that's that? great put that in your pipe and smoke it one star review <laughs> it's a very good point though because if people don't tell you what's wrong how do you know how how to fix it so that's a, that's a really a really good topic to go on and sometimes i find that the people who don't like you they give you they do give you good content that does help other people and it's okay to accept that you're not for everybody because you don't like everybody as well and not everything's going to land and sit well or right or be the right thing for everyone and it wasn't until I figured that out for myself that I grew in confidence in what I was putting out because otherwise I'm just looking for everybody to love me and it just it it doesn't work like that because that's not the way of the world. So getting that feedback and having the people that don't like you. Um, but again, like you say, asking for, you know, what, what is it that you don't like? What could I do more of? So I've been doing a lot of that, trying to uh, speak with my listeners um, and get feedback to find, to find out, you know, what do you like? What don't you like? So I'll do less of what you don't want to listen to and more of what you do. Cause at the end of the day, the content's not about us, is it? The content's about the people we help. And I think that, David, what you said about thinking about who you're serving, um, again, it does, it takes that pressure off and helps to give you more confidence because it's not about you, it's about them. And that should be the thing that helps to drive you to to put it out because you're doing people a disservice um, if, you, if you are holding back and if you're not putting that content out there. So I'd like to obviously add that in to, to let people know that, they need the confidence to show up because they are doing people a disservice if they don't. Um, okay, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, thank you. I'm gonna finger my phone again. <laughs> I'm in a good mood today. Are you away at the moment, Natalie? Um, I'm in York this week. I was in Amsterdam last week. Um, I, do you know what this this being able to get around again has made me feel like me again? Brilliant. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm feeling a lot more excited about things, and the sun's out, so sure, that always sure. that always makes a difference to my life. Um, right, finger my phone. Um, Brenda, stick your hand up if you want to come up and join us as well. Um, Anne, it is over to you for your tips, please. Hi everyone. Well, hi Anne. Hi, hi, hi. Um, Alison, I was. Hi, 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 David. Hi, hi, Natalie. Hi, Richard. Hi, Brenda. Um, Natalie, I, sorry, Alison, I was really interested because I didn't know too much about what you did. Uh, I know a little bit of the backstory, but it was very nice to get the whole thing encapsulated and the way you described it was very appealing. And something else that you said it was important about was not being too attached to the outcome. So when we make a plan and we, we we kind of set an intention and we intend to get to a particular destination, but if we don't, it doesn't matter, so long as where we end up is good. And if we're working effectively and with good intentions, where we end up 
will be good. So I, I work particularly with people who are in midlife or mid-career doldrums. And it seems that I appeal particularly to women who find themselves in that situation. And just recently I was having a discussion with a few other people similar to me who were on a course who suggested that maybe I should niche down even further and go for the issues that menopausal women are facing. And I'd be quite interested to know what you folks feel about that, because it was not something that ever occurred to me. It's not, um, I'd say it's not a particular area of interest, but having had this discussion with those couple of other people, it could be that where I come from, it could offer a lot of help and enlightenment. So, mm. so yeah, I'm obviously now a massive fan of niching and super niching, but something you just said is you're not particularly interested in it. So I'm not a fan of doing things that you're not particularly interested in. <laughs> I think if you went on a, a niching adventure, maybe with a coach or somebody who knows you well, Anne, you will find something that you are ultra passionate about that could be the the differentiator of your services and the type of women that you help. Um, the but that sets you on fire as well, you know, that gives you that that burning, um, glorious feeling of being in your zone of genius. So. Yeah. Thank you. That's ver that's very relevant. I didn't quite say that I'm not interested. Okay. I said I've and never had. I said I've never had the interest um, in sort of delving deep into that. But what I offer is life changing. It's it's about standing in your power, taking back control, seeing the good in everything and recognizing that life is really working for you. And when it's not, there are so many steps that we can take to rectify the situation. Um, but thank you for that input because it's, it's good to hear a different and very relevant point of view. Because I think the people who were with me last weekend, well, 10 days ago, were, um, I, th I think they were feeding off each other's ideas and you know what it's like when we are on a course, for example, there's this kind of something in the air and everybody feeds off it. it it's, it's an energy. So it's nice to be out of that energy and now picking up a different one. Yeah. So I think I would look at maybe where the sweet spot is of what you could offer Anne. Um, you know, it's a combination often of things that you care about, something that you might have expertise in and a place of, of you bringing extreme value to a problem that people are going through. So, um, yeah. The problem that I have recognized people go through, uh, generally around midlife, they sort of, they take stock and they recognize that they haven't actually achieved what they hoped to because when we're young we we're full of ideas and anticipation and enthusiasm and all the rest of it and then life gets in the way and life beats us down and Natalie you've said more than once life has got to be about more than just getting by and paying the bills and I was advised just yesterday how my electricity bill has gone up again second time in two months and it's extremely soul destroying. So I just have to remain positive and think it's just an issue. I've just got to get through it and I will. Well, I think you, you bring about a good point there about when you're around certain people, you get caught up in a hype and you go to events and you kind of, you buy into everything because there's so much buzz and so much hype around and you feel really great and confident about what you're doing there and then, and then you leave and you're like, oh, 
is that really what I wanted? Or was it really, is it really not? And then you find a different energy somewhere else. So figuring out where's the middle ground on actually finding out what, where, where you're, where you're mostly confident at and what with, with what you're doing, um, makes the difference. Yes. Yeah. What I was going to say there, Natalie, is I think this is where it comes back to focus. And if you've got your mind set on something that you're focused on, it's, it's good to enjoy being with, you know, different energies, but then, well, let's get back to doing what I was doing. And this comes then to, you know, everyone's got FOMO. I'm a, I'm a promoter of JOMO, the joy of missing out, because you have to, when you're focused on what you're doing, you find it much easier to say no and not get swept up in other people's stuff while still being connected like we are on in this club and in these rooms. Um, but I still got my work to do. So, you know, I, I don't always reply like straight away. I might not even, I might have my phone on do not disturb, you know, that kind of thing, like setting boundaries for yourself and having power hours with yourself to get stuff done. Otherwise, you're just being tossed around by, <laughs> you know, the latest shiny object or whatever, whatever's popped up on your phone that morning. So, yeah, that's that's the the rhythm, the new rhythm I'm figuring out right now. That's really true. That's really true. Sorry, Natalie. That's that's really true. And also back to my game analogy. If you if you're if you're if you if it is a game, then you you got you got players on your team and you're and you're playing with people that you enjoy playing with. It's got it's got to be fun. And if you can be clear on on the the, the thing that you're doing and it's something that you're passionate about. Um, then, um, then you will draw those people in to you who you wanna you wanna play with, and, and importantly, also repel those that um, that that you don't want to play with. And I think that's that's absolutely fine. That's absolutely fine to repel people that 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 you don't want to play with, because because um, it won't help you to get where you want to get to in the end if you spend lots of time playing with people that that aren't really um, you know either interested or the right kind of people or can't get into the right mindset to actually take things forward and and, and make them happen they're my thoughts and also i think it's good to pay for things by the way and say thank you every time you do because because uh, yeah it's, a, it's nice to pay for things even if it is just electricity that's a really good point <laughs> that you make actually about actually sort of attracting the right people and repelling the right people um the podcast episode that i've had most dms about is one that was completely off-piste with a safety officer about the menopause. And I've had literally hundreds of messages. So one of the things that you mentioned, Dan, was you didn't know whether there'd be much interest in that subject. I've had literally hundreds of messages and some really, really eye-opening conversations with people um, in business and and personally um, about that very subject and it, it's been really helpful actually because I've actually attracted some people um, that I now work with that I wouldn't have worked with before but as importantly I've actually managed to repel some people who've got some pretty repulsive points of view um, and some of the comments I got were things like what on earth is a builder doing talking about the menopause it's nothing to do with you and I just said well as an employer of, of a business Whoa. where we've got people exactly i was absolutely aghast and i wasn't terribly polite in my response back <laughs> um but it sort of went along the lines of look you know i'm a human being you know it's it's a 50 50 world but forget that i'm an employer i'm a husband i'm a dad i'm a stepdad i'm a son why would i not want to know about this and i've had some really amazing conversations so and it's a massive subject that i'm sure you could probably bring a lot of value to so well yes indeed thank you so much for that because you've just confirmed a lot of the points that were discussed 10 days ago um it does seem to be a topic that a lot of people find fascinating and actually want to talk about and And it's, there's so many facets to it. There's there's a midlife menopause. There's a young person's menopause. There's medically induced menopause. I'm doing a podcast in two weeks about the male menopause. It it's such a massive subject. People have not even scratched the surface. So good luck to you. I look forward to seeing what you do. <laughs> Thank you.
permission slip granted, Anne. <laughs> what? <laughs> permission yeah. slip granted, I think, by Richard there. <laughs> I, I, I second that as well, because I've spoken to three um, friends, because I'm, I'm, I'm 49, so my, lots of my friends are in that, that sort of age, and um, there's so little understanding about it in, in the work in the workplace particularly and so little empathy for but also there's also all, there's all the power that comes um you know through through women who are going through that that part of their life um but things th- but but things might happen to them just like, like you know almost a simple let's say simple thing is really um a real problem for for this one friend of mine the, the hot flushes and they can happen at any time um, and she works with lots of people who are younger than her who can't really relate to what's going on. And um, she just has to push on through. But she shouldn't have to do that. She should have, there should be empathy in her workplace to be able to support and understand and okay for her to take a breather if she needs to and all of those sorts of things. And also to adapt uh, to different different things happening at different times of day when she's, um, you know, in a, in a different different place and energy levels are different and all that sort of thing. Uh, to get to get the most out of her and so she can give all she wants to give so yeah it's definitely a huge huge subject and there's not enough understanding about it you bring about a good point there about empathy and people not understanding what's going on how how are we supposed to know what's going on if people won't talk about these things so we have to find the confidence to talk about these things in order to help other people understand so, Anne, you are people doing people a disservice if you're not helping them. Oh, yes, oh, I have heard that before. I'm doing a disservice if I'm not offering to sell them things. <laughs> because actually my mind-body-spirit um, training is a coping mechanism. And there is so much that everybody has to cope with. And as I mentioned earlier, it's empowerment, it's it's taking control, it's recognizing that you can be a victim or you can be a you, you can take charge of a situation. Victor. You can... Say again? <laughs> Victor. From victim yes, to Victor. Yes. Thank you. That was the word I just lost for a minute. And, and as David said, it's good to pay for things, so people will want to buy your things. Well, I certainly hope so. What's that phrase? People who pay, pay attention? Oh, definitely, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've never, I've not yet paid for a, a course or coaching or mentoring that I have not squeezed every last bit of water out of the towel of. I wish I could say the same. I have definitely wasted money on some things which looked good and mm. turned out not to be. Well, I've found with things like that, I've figured out that it's okay because it's taught me I don't want to do that or it wasn't for me. So I had to flip the switch on how I thought about that particular thing rather than thinking, oh, I've wasted more money. Um, it was it was a learning process. Oh, yeah, I agree with you. and. It- I suppose you could say I've flipped the switch as well because I actually feel that no learning is ever really wasted. Uh, It's just that some training has not been worth the money that people have had the nerve to charge for it. That is a very, very good point. (laughs) But again, it's all what we we get out of things as well. So um, let's not... (laughs) Let's continue the, 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 the building of the confidence. Richard, you talk about a lot of things, as you were saying, that aren't necessarily related to your business. Um, and I know we've spoken about this on, on our podcast before anyway, but what gives you not what gives you the confidence to speak about that? Well, wow, and that was me thinking I was gonna be able to dodge a bullet. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> What gives me the confidence? Okay, um, my confidence is kind of looks like um, Lee Evans's ECG. At times I'm really confident, at times my confidence is through the floor. Um, and I'm actually coming back up my kind of like ECG curve with my confidence, having spent probably the best part of the last month not on, not really on social media um, because we're re, 
having a bit of a reset in terms of what we're doing in terms of services we're offering um, because construction contracts don't really um, pay right now. So we're, I've had a bit of a crisis of confidence, you might say. Um, but to come back to your question, because that's probably an easier subject to talk about, um, I, I got approached by DM on LinkedIn probably about, probably about four years ago now. Um, the day after I did a video, um, like a vlog, I guess you would call it now. I didn't know what a vlog was at the time, saying that I was going to go and see a counsellor the next day. And it was like a 60-second video just saying, look, my head's a shed. I'm going to go and see a counsellor. Um, and if anybody else feel has ever felt like they're in a point where actually they can't work out their own thoughts and stuff, then perhaps it might not be a bad thing for you to talk to a friend or talk to someone else. And it was just literally like a 60 second video saying look, you know, there's a world out there of people that want to help. Don't ever be silent. Um, and my inspiration for that really was having lost um, two friends to suicide. Um, one at a very young age and one in his early forties um, and never ever wanting to have to stand at someone's funeral and hear someone wail because they've lost someone that had, wasn't able to speak. And I got, so I did the video, um, put it online, and I got really, really positive feedback. And it actually helped quite a lot of people. Um, and I got one DM from a guy who said, look, I don't really know how to explain where I'm at, but my head has been a mess for a long time. Um, yeah, I run a like, 50 million pound company, but I've got all sorts of issues with drinking drugs. Um, I'm, my head's a mess. I'm, I'm now going to go and get some support. Thank you. Um, P.S. It's all right for fuckers like you because you don't have shareholders or a boss to answer to. So you can just go online and speak about whatever you choose to. And I was like, wow. And it kind of like, I don't know, it felt like I'd been whacked around a swede by a bat when I read it. And I, I went back to it probably, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 times and read it and reread it and tried to kind of like put myself in that person's shoes. And then I sort of thought about it and then I actually started speaking it out loud. And it it's a really, really valid point. There are a world of people out there that for whatever reason, whether that's because they're in a marriage where they're prevented from speaking out or whether that's because they've got a job and they've got a boss to answer to. So they're sort of they, they're constricted by brand guidelines or fear of their boss having a go at them. Um, and I, I'm pretty fortunate, apart from having to answer to my wife and my kids. I don't really have to worry too much about stuff. So I kind of, there's nothing I won't talk about as long as I feel qualified to have an opinion on that. And if I don't, then I, I just won't talk about it. And I'll just say, look, thanks. But actually, I don't really have an opinion because I don't, because I might not have ever thought about it or I've thought about it, but I'm not actually qualified to hold that opinion. And I guess, would you really label that as confidence? I don't know. That's just my way of dealing with dealing with that sort of situation. Um Confidence with content, which is obviously the title of the room, I think my confidence with content comes from, I've been in construction 40, to 40 years this year, so I'd like to think I've got a bit of a clue about what I'm doing, and I've I've been pretty fortunate to be um, put in situations to sort out a lot of problem projects. Um, I didn't have the traditional route into construction of either pretty much of uni into senior management. I learned by being headhunted to run different companies, so got to see absolutely everything from sort of like the backroom stuff, the people making the tea to the boardroom and everything in between. So I've got a much more diverse range of experience, which helps me to actually work out what issues are a lot quicker. And I think, I don't know, I mean, this will be quite funny because I'm actually on, on the M1 on my way to a networking event in the East Midlands. So it's not technically up north, but I am quite gritty. I don't use a thousand words to say something. I'll dre I don't dress stuff up. And I think people kind of can relate to that. Does that make sense? Am I am I making sense or am I wittering on, guys? You are make you are making sense. And um, anything north of the river is north. <laughs> I know it is for you because you're from bandit country. I'm not from bandit country. <laughs> Although I am technically a Cockney, my dad informed me last year. Um, technically, a Cockney. Te technically, yeah, because I spent my entire life saying I'm not. And he said that because I was born at Guy's, you can hear the sound of the bow yeah, bells. you can hear bow bells from Guy's. I've been on a yeah. walk and heard them. 
yeah so technically uh, <laughs> I'm like okay okay right well there's a new yeah. life story for me I'll tell you what I have found fascinating from this room is that like hearing Alison speak earlier about her offering which I would just like to say by the way I think is absolutely amazing because I've been I've been through divorce I've been stuck in relationships that have been full of emotional sludge for both sides and, and I'm not proud of the part that I played in in any of that um I think there's a massive market for that. And I think your social media game with the way that you have a mix of different content is absolutely on fire. So I would, I would imagine that that would probably land with people pretty well. So best of luck for your new venture. Thanks, Richard. Appreciate that. I mean, it's all a test, isn't it? <laughs> I, yes, it am, is. I am sort of, um, you know, knuckling down on this. I, I really can see it coming to fruition, you know, and maybe it's something I'll do like twice a year or three times a year. Um, because as well as being like an empowered woman evangelist, I, I also care deeply about fulfilling relationships. So without sort of going off on a tangent, um, again, it's the entrepreneur in me. I could probably replicate this program because some of the content is an overlap for sure um, about be, being happily married and obviously being remarried again now. I, um, I know what it takes to, to build a successful marriage and, you know, I don't hear, I don't see much on social media about that because it's pretty boring stuff. You know, it's talking about forgiveness. It's talking about not winning arguments it's talking about choosing your battles it's talking about saying sorry you know it's um, it's not sexy stuff but it is that those are the things that really affect things like mental health richard and you know i know what i was like running my business which i had obviously with my ex-husband and going into like a battlefield every day and feeling like the boss but not having anybody to talk to and so um yeah i think relationship conflict can definitely have a huge bearing on a person's um well-being and mental health so absolutely and yeah. i get I, I do totally get where you're coming from when you say it isn't sexy but mm. do you know what and sexy does sell but more so than that so being authentic and being relatable and all of what you've just said is hugely relatable, massively sure. relatable and transferable to probably, you know, to people that are in their early 20s that have gone through a relationship, might even be just be their first relationship. And, you know, they've got no, they might not have anything to compare it to. And that's a really interesting point because I'm, I've literally just finished watching the guy, whatever the program was called, The Guy, The Thief and The Canoe. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, and I mean, re, I mean, you, you'll have one point of view from watching the movie or t movie, whatever TV program. Uh, you might have a different point of view if you've read the media, which say that actually she was far more complicit and far less of the victim. But she made a really valid point towards the end when she was talking to her parole officer was mm -hmm. that at 14 years old, she met her husband and the balance of their relationship changed because he made her feel silly because he knocked her school off, And that, and the fact that that was her only ever sexual partner, they then mm. married and spent 35 years together. How many people are in that situation? Yeah. So yeah, definitely. All of that stuff around the relationships and the faith and everything else that you talk about is massively relatable. But the way you put it across, I think you've got, I think you've got a really, really, really good service there because people, it's there for people to see because you're not just talking about something called selling it you're living it and that's that's where the connection will come from yeah i hear you i hear you it's it's having that lived experience isn't it that allows it. you to talk with conviction and authority about a certain topic yeah absolutely um, some people get fixated on like this perception of being the expert i know and um somebody sort of explained it in a way that i liked which was in in a typical room of people your expert status means that you know more than the average person in that room and sometimes we get hung up on oh i'm not an expert in this or i'm 
you know, no one's asking you to be the expert like in Manchester or on the internet or, you know, what I mean. It's just in an average room, would people come to you as sort of knowing a little bit about this topic? And if the answer's yes, then you're one step ahead than the average person on this knowledge. So you can call yourself an expert. And that I like that definition. That's a real, do you know what, that's really clever. I really like that. Mm. Have you um, read the Love Languages book, Alison? Oh, yes, David. I have. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I only... I only recently discovered that. I was, really? I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I was, I was getting all excited about it and telling my my teenage daughters about. It. Oh, Dad, we know all about that. We know all about. <laughs> and it is me, nearly fifty, and I've, I've never, never read it. But it's, it's from a, from that that book. So, what are the five love languages? Gifts, um, acts quality of time, acts of service, yeah, um, um, words of affirmation, and, and touch. physical touch. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I, I wish, I really, really wish I'd known about that earlier in life because it would have helped me to, uh, not in a kind of a relationship with my wife type thing, but actually with relationships at work. I know I, I, yeah, I wasn't it about can definitely to be applied to, to employees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but no, there's there's one guy in particular, and I was just I was just giving him the wrong giving him the wrong kind of love, you know. And um, and I, we we get on brilliantly, and we work really well together. But I just wish I'd known about it five years ago because it would made such a difference in that in that context. So, yeah. So yes, yeah, so I, I I agree with what Richard said. You 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 and your 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 life experience and the way you talk about it is is. Is really relatable, and it. Um, and but what's good about the love languages book is it puts it into quite simple terms, and 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 a, so a simple a simple structure makes it easy to remember. I even remembered all, all five of them. Then I think uh, is is a is, is also really helpful to get the message across too. So if you're able to package up um, what you're doing now um, in into into that easy relatable. Um, five steps for this, and I've seen some of your social media posts, and and um, I, I do like the way that you're giving a, a blend of sort of like personal stuff, and then some some things to think about, and then something motivational, and all that. You seem to be building a really good um, good presence there, and if that then is followed Thank up then you, with David. a really structured approach, then that would really help people, wouldn't it? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm going to have to go, Charlie, but just going to end with some of the may just blow your mind a little bit further because you've heard about the five love languages yeah and um there are and i've got this as a an igtv on instagram um did you know though david and richard and and Anne and natalie and brenda that there are actually five ways to apologize and so (laughs) i discovered this because sometimes i must admit like my husband apologizes and I'm thinking you think that's going to make a difference really I I don't even believe it's a genuine apology but honestly when you learn that there are five different types of apology again you can miss the mark because if you don't know the type of apology that your partner needs they're not really gonna buy into your apology so yeah yeah go and have a look at that but it's all good learning it's all to do with self-development and also self-awareness. If you know that that's the type of apology that you want, try and you know, like communicate that to a loved one so that apologies can be the real powerful moments that they're meant to be. Yeah, that's definitely something I need to know. <laughs> Thanks, Alison, I'll check that out. So there that's you go. fascinating. Yeah. So on that, I must apologise and say I need to go. I've got another Zoom at one o'clock, but love you and leave you. And I'll see you same time next week. Next week. Cheers, Alison. Yep. Bye, Alison. Bye. Brenda, Bye. would you like to come up and share anything with us? Uh, good afternoon to each and every one of you. It's still morning here. Um, How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. I'm <laughs> I'm changing my entire business model, mm-hmm. so um, it's a <laughs> this is a great topic because I'm sort of going into un unchartered territories right now. So I'm putting a lot of faith into what I believe in, um, 
Yeah, and I'm and I'm having to come up with all new content. I mean, I shouldn't say all new, but a lot of new content. So, um, yeah, this is this has been really fascinating just listening to you guys speak. Amazing. Do you want to share with us what the the changes for you, so that people listening can can understand? Well, I'm actually building um, a business now in Web three. I'm going to be dropping my own coin in a couple of weeks. And it's all centered around the arts industries, um, everything from poetry to fine arts to performing arts to, um, you know, music. So it's it's a whole it's a whole different realm in which to live. I'm finding, um, but it's fascinating and exciting, and you know, it's still about building community, which which you know goes back to pretty much any business model anyway. So, um, yeah, so I'm going from product-based to service-based on a very, very global market. So it's, yeah, it's different. How very exciting. What's been the, the best thing that you've found from this room this week then? Well, I mean, even just the, even just the five love languages and the apologies, I didn't know any of that. Um, but I think, but I think just in general, talking about um, when Anne was talking about people telling her um, or suggesting to her, um, you know, sort of a, a way to niche down into her business even further and that sort of a thing. Um, I think I think being open to it um, as, as she has been is certainly a good beginning for a line of inquiry. Um, and I think sort of checking in with yourself and being really real with yourself is it has been you know valuable a value sorry a valid point um, because sometimes you know in the moment we you know we do sort of get caught up in the hype and then when it comes down to actually doing the hard work and you know putting together the programs and so on and so forth um, if it becomes a bit of a slog then we tend to you know, lose sight of the 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 joy and or the reason behind why we were doing it. So I think that you know those are valid points. Um, yeah, I just think you know there there were several there were several good points. So those are just a couple that come to my my mind off the top. But but uh, yeah, it's been a great. It's been a, it's, it'll be good to go back and listen to the replay as well, just because I started to take notes and then. And then I uh, ran out of paper, which is sort of embarrassing to say, but. <laughs> That's not embarrassing. That means that the content was great. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you've enjoyed it. I hope everybody else has as well. And um, I think that this is podcast worthy as well. So if it is okay with you guys, I am going to um, edit the bit where I was speaking and not recording at the at the beginning. <laughs> Um, and put this on the podcast because I think a lot of people get stuff um, from it and I will put some links to all of your stuff in the show notes for that as well um, if that's okay with you guys that's, oh, right. yeah. that's fine yeah that's good excellent, excellent. so does any, has anybody got anything they want to, to end with um, one big top tip or anything like that so that we can wrap up as I have slides to do. <laughs> I would say my tip, tip would be embrace being courageously imperfect and get out of your own way. Love it. Thank you, Richard. Anne? Mine would be never stop learning and keep the enthusiasm up. Excellent. Thank you. David? Yeah, just remember it's a game and enjoy, enjoy playing the game. Brilliant. Brenda? I think for me, it's surrounding yourself with people who, even if they don't understand where you're going, have, have confidence in you to get to where it is that you want to go. Brilliant. Thank you very much. And Dee um, in the room, thank you very much for joining us. I have just noticed you in the room there. Um, my top tip will be to practice and implement and don't worry about if you think it's going to fail because... Um, the confidence comes from learning, just as Anne said, everything, we are always learning. So, um, on that note, I'm going to bring this room to a close. Thank you very much for everybody's input and attendance and listening and note-taking and everything else. 
Um, I hope that you have an amazing day and we will see you on the next one. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.